0: You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of Madam Secretary, the CBS drama starring Taye Leone and Tim Daly. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, who this week is in Brooklyn, New York. Julie, have you spotted any of the cast or crew of Madam Secretary in Brooklyn? Because I know they shoot in the New York area. Any any spottings this week? Not, not yet, but my eyes are
1: peeled, Leanne. And you know how good I am at celebrity sightings. So I, I think I won't have any
0: difficulty uh, tracking them down. For those of you who are new to the Satellite Sisters review of Madam Secretary, Julie's not good at celebrity sightings, but she is not good. Not <laughs> he is good at many, many other things, and she's a great eye for detail on foreign policy. That's why I love having her along here on these TV recaps. She watches with the eye of someone who's lived abroad for many years, reads the newspaper, has an actual interest in diplomacy, and I'm a writer, so we combine our skills for this Madam Secretary recap. Okay, Julie, this, re- this episode was called The Lynchpin. and I think most people think they are the linchpin. Don't you? Like... <laughs> Just personally. The center of their own universe. Yes. Uh, Yes. When you look at whatever your workplace or your family or, you know, your neighborhood, you feel like, oh, I'm the linchpin that holds it all together. So I like the title of this because there are a lot of linchpins happening this week. But wow, I really thought this episode had it all. Didn't you? It was action packed, Leon.
1: I mean, when you consider that we had a hanging, a coup, uh, there's a revolution going on. Uh, we had SWAT team.
0: A SWAT team. I mean, it was just go, go, go the entire episode. Yeah, Madam Secretary gets more done by that first commercial break than that designated survivor does the whole show. I mean, that guy <laughs> just sits around in the Oval Office, gets nothing done. But not Madam Secretary. I mean, she made not one but two trips to Algiers. In a course of what, like twelve hours, correct? Yes, I think she did. It. She does a little time travel
1: there because within twenty-four hours, she went to Algiers, uh, Algeria and back twice, which I don't think is possible. But she is Madam Secretary, so anything is possible.
0: I liked when she had to make the second trip. She like got home. Oh, like light bulb moment. She's like, I got to go back to Algiers. Like, oh shoot, I forgot to pick up the seltzer at the grocery store. You know, I was like, just change out of those high heels. Don't you want to put on some cozy clothes to get back in that – Air Force Three or whatever you fly in. All right, so this is what happened on the linchpin. So we have Madam Secretary. She is getting it done on the ground and in the air. We have Henry. He is wearing blue jeans, and he's going all Indiana Jones trying to save these antiquities, which I love that storyline. And then we have the sassy McCord kids eating breakfast and inciting security concerns. So that was good. And then finally, in one just horrific scene, we have a deposed despot who's lying on a, like a couch, eating figs, staring into the camera in a silk bathrobe. Like he's Hugh Hefner's, you know, meets Isis. What was that scene, Julie? That was I know. When I
1: saw him uh, go for those plate of figs, I was like, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't put it in your mouth. And of course he
0: did. So, Yeah. Whew. A lot going on, and we have kind of a cliffhanger at the end of the episode. So the linchpin, fantastic episode here to kick off uh, season three uh, at the beginning of season three. All right, first of all, let's take the three storylines. All right, in terms of Algiers, now the U.S. is trying to get Algeria. The, Algeria. Algeria, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the the U.S. is trying to get the madman who runs Algeria out of power and install mm-hmm. a moderate professor, because that's what we like to do, right, Jill? Uh <laughs> the, are they always profess that's, that's pretty, that's what we're
1: like, set up, our, set up governments in foreign countries. Yes, we like, that's what we try to do. Yeah. You know, uh, just put somebody in place, create a puppet government and take it from there. Yeah, it's been a highly successful foreign policy strategy of the United States for years. Yeah.
0: So. Okay, so Bess is working with this tough-talking ambassador who has personally brokered this deal with the fig-eating despot, right? We have this kind of, he seems like the most undiplomatic diplomat the U.S. has ever fielded. Would you you say that to be true? I didn't even understand that character. I, I did. He was, I couldn't figure out why he was cast. He does seem like a disgruntled
1: legislator, you know, which I could see if he was a member of Congress, perfect in that role. But as a diplomat and as a diplomat who has sort of this profound relationship with the current Algerian despot, that was hard to believe. He just uh, he just seemed like a political hack to me.
0: He was kind of bigger than life until he died Uh, and then (laughs) then he was dead. All right. But um, uh, but, you know, things are going smoothly at the beginning. It looks like this plan is going to work out because this guy, the the uh, ambassador, is the, the linchpin to getting this whole deal done. And then, uh, what does Bess do? She convinces the current president to run as an independent. And that makes the rest of his party mad. So this ambassador pulls his support for this deal in Algeria. He, you know, has a blow up scene with Bess and the president and the chief of staff. And, you know, he's, he can't believe that they bailed on their party. And then Bess, she is talking tough, man. She is talking tough. She gets him back on that plane. It's all about saving lives in Algeria. And, uh, and then the guy promptly drops dead. So that's storyline number one.
1: Yeah, I loved how they said he died uh, doing what he loved. Well, actually, at the moment that he dropped dead, he was ranting against Bess, which I'm not... (laughs) I don't know if that was really what he loved, but I do think he, uh, you know, the
0: character was supposed to have
1: loved the diplomacy
0: bit. I thought there were a lot of funny lines in this show. I have to say, have to be perfectly honest, I thought there were some great lines in this particular episode. Just some some nice little comedy in, in, with all the with all the seriousness, little comedy. All right, second storyline we're going to talk about is uh, you know religion, Professor Henry. All right, he is concerned about the destruction of priceless artifacts throughout the Middle East, and this is real right people they keep you know these yeah look what groups.
1: happened in afghanistan look what is happening in iraq i mean uh syria It is, you know, it's just an incredible tragedy. And I thought Henry in particular was very credible in terms of his level of interest and how deeply he felt about saving this monastery that had these priceless uh, apostle figures. So,
0: right, because despite the fact that here in America, we think we're the center of the universe for many, many years, that part of the world, the Middle East, was actually the cradle of civilization. So they have artifacts that go back thousands and thousands of years that hold huge significance. So this is a real storyline. And so while Bess is trying to fight the good front – to, you know, get rid of the despot in Algeria. Henry is trying to fight the good fight through the back door of the State Department to get some of these antiquities out of a monastery before they're destroyed by uh, the TV version of ISIS. And um, he wants UNESCO uh, to go in there and send in a team of archaeologists into what is a very, very dangerous situation. Yeah, that looked
1: looked troublingly, and I just thought, oh, that sounds like bad news. You know, it's a very unstable government, very unstable times. They have these terrorists there that want to blow up the statues. You know, it it seems it was a very risky
0: plan. But what Henry does, which is brilliant, and I think a really promising storyline for the rest of the season, because I just want Henry to get a bullwhip and a hat and get (laughs) out there. And start Indiana Jonesing some of these things. I mean, let's do it. He's a religion professor, he has ties to the State Department, he's military, he's trained. Last year, he was on that fool's errand to stop these you know, uprisings all over the world. But this actually connects him to his specialty, which is religion. So I love this. So Henry's plan falls apart to save the artifacts in Algeria. Turns out, it looks like they've already been taken. But he does figure out that the terrorists are using these antiquities symbolically, that they are destroying. They claim to be destroying them. We see footage of them you know, destroyed stuff in museums. But what he susses out is that they're actually stealing the antiquities, selling them on the black market, and using the funds to fund the terrorism. So love, love, love this storyline. And Julie, you know what it means. You means Henry is on board with Black Dog Station. I know. Black Dog Station is fired up, Lynn. I
1: And I feel like this isn't an ideal assignment, like you, for Black Dog Station. Yeah. Uh, last season, you know, when they were fighting, you know, internet terrorists, it seemed a little more difficult, you know, that they were going to be able to crack some of these big hackers, but this, you know, the stealing and reselling of antiquities that seems right up their alley.
0: Dun, 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 dun. It's exciting. I mean, it's, it's going to be exciting <laughs> to see Henry in action. Okay. <laughs> and then that's nice work. Liam, thank there. you. Nice audio. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, And then the final storyline is carry over and clearly going to also carry on. Uh, Somebody is watching the McCord kids. And we know this because they hacked into their devices. They reversed the camera. So they were watching them. There have been threats. uh, And so Henry took all the devices to the FBI and they want to get him checked out. Uh, including Jason's phone. And here's the deal. As parents, Henry and Bess make the decision not to, quote, worry the kids about what's happening. So they just tell them it's just a routine security check. They're amping up the security because of blah, blah, blah. And the girls fall for it and just hand over the devices. But Jason, who's sort of the rebel child, the youngest son, is probably now like a sophomore or junior in high school, he, he refuses to hand over his passwords. First of all, I have a son like Jason who would totally refuse to hand over his passwords. So I related to this storyline. But Julie, I did not agree that they shouldn't tell the the girls. I I thought they should tell the children. Yeah, they should tell them all. Well, first of all,
1: that's a classic parenting move, right, to lie to your children. I mean, don't we all do that as parents? Okay, we lie about all things to our children. But they're – so that was Henry and Bess. They are just regular parents Uh, And they, you know, wanted to lie to their children. I don't think it's credible that they could that that the kids would accept this lie, because they're all old enough, you know, to kind of figure things out. And like most parents who have lied to their children, you realize uh, quickly that the kids are smarter than you are, and they see through your lies. So, um, so they weren't buying any of this routine security escalation.
0: Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was very believable, particularly Jason's reaction. All right. Things got a little chaotic after that. We're going to take a quick break here in the Madam Secretary recap. We want to give you a message from our sponsor, Glossier, and then when we get back. We'll break it down. The story's a little bit further and we have to talk about what I think was really a top notch show for the wardrobe this week. Don't you think, Joel? Spectacular. <laughs> We're the Satellite Sisters. This is the Madam Secretary recap. I'm Liz, here with Julie and Leon. Thanks to Glossier for supporting the Satellite Sisters, Madam Secretary. Recap. All right, Julie, we're back. Uh, Madam Secretary, the linchpin is the episode. We really thought it was great. Um, first of all, I thought there were a lot of funny lines in this one. I mentioned it before, but I liked when the daughter, the middle daughter, said, hey, maybe I'll have a cute bodyguard. I thought that was really funny. Uh-huh. Just once in my life, I would love to be able to just walk like stride out of my house and yell out Blake motorcade like I (laughs) love that 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 is that is like such a sense of power power yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah I liked when Jason referred to his parents as the Stasi I thought that was a good one yes
1: Yes, yes, because I think that is exactly what a very smart, uh, you know, teenager that's challenging their his parents on an intellectual level. That's he's challenging them with, you know, with good arguments. That's exactly what a teenager would do. So um, I th- I liked it when the parents also said we, but we already gave him the drinking talk. Yeah. You know,
0: when- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Jason's caught. And then finally, I liked when uh, she arrived back home from her second trip to Algeria and Henry just said, War averted, nicely done. <laughs> I often get that greeting from my husband. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, in this first storyline, the Algeria storyline, uh, really the most shocking thing was the execution. Did you expect that yeah. to happen, Julie? The hanging. No, I thought it was it may be the first in, in terms of television,
1: a television hanging. I mean, I, I, I was really shocked. I was like they're really not going to do that. Something's going to stop this at the last minute. But then, then it happened. So uh, that was a very and that right. That happens right at the beginning of the episode. So that's a very that was very exciting.
0: Yeah. And uh, and then and then Bess yeah Bess he- Bess heads back there because she's got a plan like Bess always does and she's going to make it happen. Henry said something about a general and Bess makes it happen. And the next thing you know, they've gotten rid of the fig eater. They've got the general in. Do you think there are going to be further problems in Algeria, Julie? Do you think? Do you think I, I this is done so. there?
1: Yes. Yes. I think I think we're, we're going to see maybe more from this uh, from this area. Yeah. Again, it's uh, the foreign policy of the United
0: States. This never works, but they but. But they should go ahead and try it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, I did think um, when the ambassador died, I just, I thought, first of all, what was the president of the United States doing there? Like hanging out at the funeral. That seemed a little weird to me. There's a lot of behavior at the funeral that didn't seem... Uh, appropriate so, uh, at all. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean there was way too much talking. They were obviously
1: in a church. There was way too much talking. They're having a little staff meeting. And why is BB Newworth wearing maroon at a funeral, I, I just didn't understand what, her outfit at all because yeah. she's been at the State Department the longest of any of the characters. She's the one that is just the master of protocol, and uh, and and there she is in a maroon dress when you know she has a black dress. So it's not. Uh, I just didn't. I didn't understand that as well.
0: And there was a certain casualness to the president, just kind of leaning back over the yeah. bench, like, "Hey, I'm just waiting for the funeral to start." I don't. I don't think that's how it works when the president shows up at your funeral. But I don't know. So, <laughs> But the wife seemed fine with it. You know, she seemed fine. You know, like, you know, she definitely, she's probably in the CIA. Like, there may be a future role for her. We don't know. But, uh, so, so, Bess made it all happen there in Algeria. And we know Henry now has this mission. We're excited about that. I'm just excited about um, Henry just putting the... The, when he puts the sunglasses in his shirt pocket, why? Why is that so attractive, Julie? What? I mean, he just puts it. <laughs> what,
1: he can that totally triggers away
0: I don't know. It just—it's working. Okay. It's, just, it's so attractive, and most men would look idiotic doing that. But Tim Daly putting the sunglasses down the front of his shirt—I totally believe that he's at any minute going to put those sunglasses on. It looks very real. Uh, all right, and then, uh, and then finally, the the storyline about the kids. Um, All right. Who do you think it is? Do you think it's the Russians, Julie? Someone has hacked into them. There's a very dramatic situation where someone calls the school and claims that Jason has a gun. Jason, of course, the holdout. He's got the gun. No, he doesn't. He has a SWAT team that comes in. That was very dramatic. And then Bess and Henry get this, you know, cryptic note at the end. We are watching your family or we can get to your family at any time. Who, Who do you think it is? Well, I, I my number one answer to those these kind of questions, obviously,
1: is the Russians. Mm-hmm. But I also think I'm worried, is it Jason? I'm worried that that he is this is some elaborate pr- prank or some elaborate thing to get attention within his family. So I don't know. I'm holding out. I know, you know, he looked like the victim of the, of these stalkers this week, but I'm not going to let him off the hook. So I oh, have him. Oh,
0: wow! Yeah. So you yeah. think that Instagram account with the red cups may just be a red herring? Like he set himself yeah. up for that? Oh, right, right. Could be, could be. I'm just, I'm keeping that out there, Leon. I'm not, I'm not certain. So, How about uh, the British boyfriend that I am very suspicious of? How about oh. the Brit? Do you think? Oh, he you could think have he's a double agent? Double agent? For agent? The, uh, you
1: know, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there are a lot of British double agents, so that's possible too, leanne, I hadn't really. Given him much consideration because we haven't seen him in season two yet. We've just heard talk of him. So that's a possibility, too. Or it just could be the plain old Russians. Yeah. It could could just be the Russians.
0: Okay. Keeping our eye on that. We also, of course, every week keep our eye on the binders full of blouses, Bess's spectacular wardrobe. Julia, she was so on point this week in almost everything. We have talked about how sometimes the plotting of Madam Secretary is prescient, how it's incredible how they manage to be so timely. They tape these shows. When we spoke to the the head writer and the creator and the executive producer, they said they work sort of 18 months out. That's how they think of it in terms of the actual timing of the show, like – in their alternative universe, this is happening 18 months later than our actual world. But sometimes the things they talk about on the show completely line up with news stories. And this week, completely lined up with the pussy bow blouse. Could you believe it? I know. It? When Bass <laughs> showed up was. in that bright blue pussy blow bow blouse that, of course, Melania Trump made famous last week at the debates. I didn't even know there was such a thing as the pussy blow. It's hard to say, Leanne, but I'm getting one. I'm now convinced I
1: want one, okay? I mean, obviously, I didn't want a bow blouse before because I was around in the 70s and wore them the first time. But now, now that if Bess can do it and Melania can do it, I can do it too,
0: Leanne. Okay. It was was unbelievable. Also, we had a stunning black on black suiting look. She had the black suit on with the black silk blouse. How great was that?
1: I that looked right up your alley, Leanne. I mean, I could see you in that. Uh, you, I, you can definitely copy that. Okay.
0: okay. I, I also enjoyed the white, the gathered roched, silk blouse. A great blouse. Just great blouses this week. And the white one was just kind of a stunning, innocent one. Great neckline on her. Loved it with that crisscrossing. Yeah, it wasn't really a bow, but it created
1: it created some excitement. It did. Uh, <laughs> it did in, Julie in the front, in, in the front area? Now I did have one that I wanted to just drill down a little more yeah. on of course I'm talking about the white blouse that where with the small little black bolero tie when yeah. she went back to Algeria for the second time. Yeah. Uh was that a black bra? I
0: don't know. <laughs> oh, oh Jewel. I gotta did you I don't have that? to rewatch. I did not notice. Yeah I want you to watch I want others to watch as well. Was that just a tank underneath?
1: Or did I indeed see a little black bra peeking through okay. which to me, it was uh, was shocking given the circumstances of where she was. But Bess is her own person. You know, she does her own thing there. Uh, but not not what I would have chosen if I was going to orchestrate a coup in Algeria. But you know, it seemed to work for her.
0: And I also want to give a shout out to the blue. She had some good earrings this week. I noticed oh. some accessories. The little gold balls were good. And then she had these blue earrings that really brought out the blue in her eyes. Fantastic. Oh, no.
1: Quite a touch of sparkle there. Yes. Uh, So uh, that's something that we'll definitely want to add to our wardrobes, Liam.
0: You know, Julie, I did have a conversation on Twitter with another Madam Secretary fan who expressed concern over her hair. You know, we we said it last week. We're not crazy about the long hair. Uh, This week, they managed to give it a little bit of poof with, you know, curling it out at the ends. But uh, this Madam Secretary Twitter fan said, I don't understand, like, why doesn't her fashionista daughter tell her, mom, you got to cut your hair? <laughs> well, really well I, we funny. can
1: only hope that we see that in next week's episode. <laughs> Maybe Beth will cut her hair
0: in the in an upcoming episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they gave Allison, they made her be the fashionista to separate her from the other kids and to give her something that her mom can't really relate to. Well, let's put that storyline to good use. You know, let's have Allison step in and say, "Mom, come on." You- You got to go back to the the layered. Their hair is droopy. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Go back to the Brett girl look. Yeah. We need the bounce. We need the bounce best. All right. Uh, Next week on the show, obviously more into the kids storyline. That was kind of the cliffhanger. Maybe we'll figure out who it is. Uh, You know, I like that this episode wasn't so much about the presidential race because I'm concerned that she's going to have to be out there campaigning and we're not going to see her going to Algeria twice in two hours. (laughs) Like this week, so I hope that we don't do too. Much. I can't watch any more election stuff, really. <laughs> no, we can't. We're, we're 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 sick of it. I just want on one final security detail yeah. that
1: um, on her second trip to Algeria when she is reorchestrating this transfer of power in Algeria, she spent a lot of time chatting it up on the tarmac. Did you see that? Yeah. You know, she had the security guards around oh, her. Yeah. But she was standing on the tarmac. And, and I can tell you, having spent a lot of time in third world countries, okay, you do, you run on the tarmac. You do not <laughs> yeah. spend any time. I,
0: I was, I could barely watch that scene, leigh I was like, get on the plane, yeah. quick. Yeah. And she, yeah. in one so, scene, it was like everyone was in black and she had that great white coat on. Like it was a yeah. great shot. But she was yeah. literally had a target on her back. She had, yeah, <laughs> you're right. We are concerned for your, we yeah. are your security detail. Yep.
1: You need to, you need to review that scene and up it for next week. No more hanging
0: around on the tarmac, please. Okay. <laughs> Good point, Julie. That's an excellent point. And I hope, uh, you know, I hope that she treats her security detail well, because details coming out in those WikiLeaks about another former secretary of state. <gasps> oh, Yeah. <laughs> but bucking protocol just like just like best did i don't want to ride with you stupid ambassadors come on i want to go to the war college all on my own (laughs) anyway that made me laugh it kind of made me laugh all right we're the satellite sisters uh thanks to glossier for supporting the satellite sisters podcast you can find all of our podcasts at itunes we do a weekly show. It's an hour long show about news headlines, life, things happening in the world of entertainment and media. And we also do a recap of this uh, PBS masterpiece drama, Pull Dark. So you're going to want to check that out too if you watch Pull Dark. Uh, Julie, have a great week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.